Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Happy Friday. Good morning. Matt Smith in for Mike Evans. Mark Schlereth on his way to the airport. He is going down to Arizona for the weekend to watch his son, Coach, coaching for Western Michigan. And in his stead, we make our own call to the bullpen and bring in the one, the only, Mr. Cecil Lammy. Good morning, Cecil. I'm coming out throwing hot You are. Are you wild thing coming in from the, coming in there like Charlie Sheen? Yeah, my hair's wild. I hate this bleeping song. I got that going for me. Actually, you know what? Good point. Your hair is, what's what's the end game here? I mean, the hair is kind of... Conan the Barbarian. Okay, so now we've graduated from Keanu to Conan? Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay. I'm only about halfway there. For everyone that complains about a grown man's hair, I'm like, wait a second, what? <laughs> it's I mean, very shocking to me that in 2024, I get so com- so many comments about, like, why do you have long hair? You look like a girl or whatever. I'm like, what? Let's go. What's what? the matter? I, I don't get it. I mean, you've got a mane, so... I mean, it comes with the territory, Cease. Yeah, I oh, suppose. I, about, I just, uh, it's shocking to me because no one's going to outman me. I've said it before on these areas. No one's going like, to outman you. I can rebuild you. an engine with my bare hands. I can oh, bore a, a block by hand, not even using the lathe or a mill. You'd use a mill, by the way. But, like, by I, the way, former cowboy, you know what I mean? Like, I can rope, I can ride. No one's going to outman me just because I have long hair and I love comic books. Like, people are like, oh, man. What are, you, you're not a man. Like, huh, okay, whatever you think, buddy. <laughs> the only other guy, well, there's two other guys in town that I, I've heard conversations about their hair. One is Dover. Stokely is not thrilled with Dover's choice of hairstyle. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. <laughs> and the other one is Jared Bednar. I don't know what beds he's going for, but uh, he's let it go here. I, mean, I don't know if he's got a haircut. That's a hockey in. thing, though, right? I, I mean, don't know. You it's, have to have a mullet. You have to have glorious locks. Like you have to have something playing hockey. It's a little. It's a little much. He could use a trimsky. I'm hockey not players lie. remind me of bull riders. They're but, half crazy. But he's not a player anymore. He's not going no bucket warmups. He's a yeah. coach. Hey, you know, he gets, he's, he's just just a little high. You get a little older. You want the flow to flow, right? It's okay. Okay. All right. So he's pulling a Cecil. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. He's pulling a Cecil. Where he's it is Cecil season. It's I guess. Cecil season. Mm-hmm. It is That's Cecil right. season. How uh, how was your uh, ventures down to Mobile and the now? You, are, are we done until the combine here? Yeah, go, going to the combine in less than two weeks. Uh, Andrew Mason and myself will be in Indianapolis, and this is the next part of the large job interview that all of these prospects are going through. And when we suggest, or you know, NFL.com's Chad Ryder suggests the Broncos in his latest mock draft move up and get Drake May, it's like, okay, let's see what the combine can uncover then. You know, Mm. deals can be done then. We know free agency is coming up as well. There's a lot of quarterback dominoes that need to fall before we can really even have a clearer picture of anything that's going to happen. Washington at two wants to move up to number one. Everybody wants to move up to number one, basically. The Giants are looking for a new quarterback. The Falcons want to move up. Like, you have all of these situations. you got to figure out what goes on with Justin Fields and Kirk Cousins. Like, there's all of these complications surrounding the quarterback. But the Broncos need to have a plan. They need to have a vision, and that vision is going to be cleared up at the scouting combine where they get to sit down with these prospects, put them on a whiteboard, and, and see what these guys can do. 
Were there any big takeaways you had from this year's class so far? Yeah, the the quarterbacks outside the big three aren't your answer. Right. You know, I, I've said it before uh, on Denver Sports Tonight. Like, if, if your answer is, you know, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo and then Michael Pratt in the second round, that's a bad plan. I'm sorry. It's a bad plan. This team's been down too long, and I know that you don't look in the rearview mirror. You're not going that way. But when you look at what this team has been through, finding that real franchise quarterback, Pat Mahomes isn't going anywhere. Right. He's entering his prime. Uh, Justin Herbert's going to have a real coach to get something out of him. Like That's complicated. I've said don't sleep on Antonio Pierce now. You can't overlook the Raiders. We can make fun of them still, and we can make fun of their fans and the World of Warcraft, you know, a cosplay that they do every Sunday. But, like, you can't can't, you know, overlook what Antonio Pierce is going to do there. So get a real franchise quarterback. That means it's got to be one of the top three or else you're going to be spinning your wheels, Broncos country. So that's where you're at, huh? I I mean, that's kind of where you have to be. Is it? Yeah. I I mean, look at your neighborhood. No, I, I, I hear you. But I'm saying because of your neighborhood, do you feel like you have to be in a rush? It's not being in a rush. It's doing what's best (laughs) right now so maybe that is being in a rush but like you can sit there and keep how are you going to spin it hey we're developing spencer rattler who we picked up in the fourth round everybody that that does not move the needle you're going to get waxed you're a well-coached team with sean payton you've got some pieces you may have to get rid of some of those pieces in order to get a quarterback but I, I just look at this long-suffering fan base. I look at what the Walton Penner Group wants to do with this team. They want to make them competitive, and they are kind of in a rush. Not in a wild-eyed, we're going to do whatever, we're going to mess things up type of rush, but in a let's get to business, man. The Broncos can be quite lucrative. They can be quite uh, important in this league as they once were. They're not there now. What What's their Super Bowl odds? Like second, third worst? Something yeah. like that? Yeah, third worst. Okay. Um, you know, we're not saying Super Bowl next year, but to get a real franchise quarterback, that sets things right. That puts the ball in motion. And why wait? Why mess around? Oh, you know, it's well, let me to, let me play devil's hold, advocate. Hold off here. Yeah, let me play devil's advocate to it. Okay. You've got tons of holes on this team. I mm-hmm. mean... 1 through 12, you have holes, and 12 through 53, you have holes, right? I mean, it's talking about depth, be it starters, quality starters. You got to get under the cap, which, I mean, you can renegotiate contracts, extend guys, trade guys, do all that good stuff. But if you do move on from Russ, you are strapped with some dead cap, whether or not you choose to take all of it or split it up. I think we all agree that they're going to split it up. That being said, do, do do you really think that it would be a mistake? And I'm just curious to go out and address some of these other positions of need if those players are, are, are there. I mean, let's just say you can't get one of the top three. And, and, and even if you do, you got a mortgage, you know, your first round pick, be it next year, maybe the year after. Mm-hmm. I mean, moving up from 12 to three or higher, that's a, that's a big jump. Right. So, so do you think it would be a mistake to go the other route? No, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious it, where, where it, you land on this. I am, I am in the quarterback at all costs. If it's one of the big three, okay. I, I'm not saying move up for JJ McCarthy, and that's a very mercurial name to bring up with fans out there. People either love him or hate him. I don't have a first round grade on JJ McCarthy. He's a second round prospect, and maybe in a year he'd have first round grades Agreed. for me. Yeah. But like he's not ready now. But you know, that's pushing kicking a can down the road or pushing a ball down the street, whatever you want to say. Like 
uh, okay, I, I'm in the the market for do what you can to get the guy so you can start going and building around the guy now. You know, you do have holes, but you know what covers up holes? You know what, what Peyton Manning did years ago? Sure. He covered up a lot of holes. If you can find that dude, and there's three of them in this draft class. There's these three quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, those three easily would be number one overall any other year. You know, put them in a draft class, unless we're talking about Trevor Lawrence a few years ago. Like, you put them in a draft class, those three guys, one of them is going to be number one. And now, you know, the Drake may may be falling just a little bit. But in falling, I mean, like, falling like Josh Allen fell a little bit where, okay, is he seven? Uh, you know, he's, he's not three, perhaps. Um, so that's an opportunity for the Denver Broncos. And this fear... There's this fear amongst the fans, fan base that I, I don't know how I can squelch or quell. I don't know what, what uh, foods to begin with the letter Q. Um, I don't know <laughs> what word I want to use there, Matt, but mm -hmm. like you can't fear the cash or cap stuff, okay? Salary cap's a myth. You can do gymnastics. You can get around it. Cash is not a problem. You're richest owners in the league, right? And then there's this fear of like, Oh, but these shiny draft picks, I'm Mr. Draft, and I'm saying trade them. Trade the three first-rounders. I don't care. Get the quarterback because Mahomes is going to kick your butt up and down the field time and time again. Herbert's probably going to get right with Harbaugh. Like, you've got all of this trouble that's brewing, and you can't do anything if you're rolling out there with Jimmy Garoppolo and we're developing Michael Pratt. You don't have time. You can use your resources. You can move up. Stop worrying about this. Well, what about the future first-rounders? If they're good... Oh, hey, they traded away that 20th pick, guys. That's really terrible. Like, that, nobody cares. Nobody remembers what the Chiefs gave up, moving up 16 spots for Bat Mahomes. Nobody remembers what the Bills gave up, moving up, I think, five spots, whatever it was, for Josh Allen. Like, nobody cares. Nobody remembers. If you get that guy, that's all that matters. I want to respond to that, but let's do it on the other side. Matt Smith in for Mike Evans and Cecil in for Mark for the final hour. It's Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Ever since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my hiding spots. Ha! Found ya. How? That's wall-to-wall -wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Now through March 21st, get started with 200 megabit internet for $25 a month for two years with no annual contract and get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Play this for Russ? <laughs> Was this the Russell Wilson ode to Russell? Rogues ode to Russell Wilson right there. Matt Smith. <laughs> All right, this is. Could have made a move. Yeah. Matt Smith. Matt Smith. <laughs> Matt Smith in for Mike Evans alongside Cecil Lammy sitting in for Mark for the final hour. Cease, I was talking to Mark a little bit earlier and I was saying, I, I you know, one of the things that caught my eye on social media yesterday was just going around that yesterday would have been Chris Farley's 60th. Oh. Man. I mean, you want to talk about one of the funniest dudes to ever walk this earth. Right. That guy. So many great quotes. Um, so fun. And, oh, gone, gone way too soon, man. Not here. Not here. But, but right, right here. here. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's how that music was hitting me. Like, oh, what? What is this? What am I? What? I stayed up uh, late last night watching a documentary on the uh, hardcore band Kitty, which was a, a all female metal band. And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm dragging a little bit today. I was like, oh, but that was fascinating, fascinating, and well, a little heavier than whatever that was. We came back. With. All right, so I want to respond to something that you had said uh, in the previous segment there. We're talking about, um, well, Cease, just, just I guess where you have planted your flag as far as what you want the Broncos to do after going to the Shrine game, going to Why the Senior Why aren't you Bowl. there with me, brother? Like, I feel like we're so simpatico on so many things. Yeah. And, and I understand radio and the back and forth and all that, but sure. brother, like, you know ball. Yeah. You know they got to get that quarterback, and you know that, hey, we're developing Spencer Rattler. That's not the answer, man. Yeah, It's well, not a good answer. I mean, I don't think Drake, to be honest with you, I'm not sold on Drake or Jaden. I mean, I know you're a big Jaden guy. Jaden's my number one guy. Yeah. No question. I know, you, I know you're a big Jaden guy, and I know you're a big Drake guy. But I'm also looking at this team and going, okay, you know, you just said, look, you got no chance of going up against Patrick Mahomes if you don't have your dude and – um you know, I think there is a lot of truth to that, clearly. But I'd also say that I think you're more than just a quarterback away here from being competitive, in my opinion. I, I think the foundation here is, cease. I just don't think it's strong enough yet. Mark and I went through the matrix that Daniel Jeremiah put together earlier, and it's obviously, it, it's guidelines and it's one person's opinion, but out of the 12 positions that he considers foundational. Stink and I came up with six, but I even thought two were a bit of a reach. One of those was Cushenberry, who most likely won't be here. I mean, unless they... Yeah, Alex Forsythe's probably going to be the starter this year. Right, and then the other one Stink brought up was Jaquan McMillan, which I thought was a little bit of a reach for what we've seen. I think there's a chance he could be one of those guys. But if let's just say those are both reaches and, and, and Cushenberry's already gone, yeah. well, then you're talking about like four of 12, and that's just foundational pieces. Well, let's weigh each one individually, though. Sure. You know, and I, I love DJ, dear friend of mine, but like I, I look at it and I go, quarterback's worth, yeah. if we grade each one by a point, quarterback's worth like 10 points. Yeah, I agree. No, <laughs> so no, 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 totally. Like, I think where my hesitation, Cecil's coming from, is I'm not a Drake guy, and, and Jaden, I'm not sold on either. And and I just think when you're looking at this organization, you have spent so much draft capital trying to expedite the process, and I, there's just no way to get from point A to point D this year. I, I In my opinion, Cecil, I don't think they should be in a rush. Like, I get where you're coming from, where it's like, God, it's been so bad for so long. We right, want to get right. out of this. I, and I totally respect that because you are not alone. I see it here on the text line. Damn, Cease couldn't agree with you anymore. I agree with Cecil. Get Drake. I totally respect that from Broncos country. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be, you know, thirsty for success. You shouldn't ah. be, right? I mean, well, I'm just saying you shouldn't be it's desperate. It's not thirsty Thursday. Right. Well, well, it's thirsty Friday, which is even better. Point, <laughs> my, my point is... My point is, I think they're more than a few clicks away from from being there, especially for something sustainable. And I and I question, I question whether or not giving up next year's first. I question whether or not this team is is ready to compete in the next three to four. If I'm being completely honest with you, I think that they were close to making the playoffs, but I mean, 
you're not going to have the same quarterback. It's going to be a lot of things are going to be different. I, I find it tough to go. Yeah, well, they were well coached last year, so yeah, they're going to be. It's going to roll over into this year when I know that there are different things you can do to circumvent the cap. You can turn a lot of stuff into right. signing bonuses right. and get around it. But the fact of the matter is, you do have a good chunk of dead cap. Right. But you're worried about the uh, first rounders, right? You just said that you're worried about the first rounders. Well, Here's I just don't thing. buy into anybody but Caleb. My personal, my personal take. Well, I'm talking about the future first rounders. You know, 2025 first sure. rounder that you got to give yeah. up. 2026 first rounder that you got to give up. Here's the great answer, and this is why I fight with Mike Evans lovingly, right? Because I love him and his mom jeans. But like, who, who the draft is not a crapshoot. You can get a first rounder in the seventh round. You can get a first rounder in the fourth round. You can get a first rounder in the sixth round. You get my point? Like, I know you do, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get Mike Evans to learn yeah, that point you. that it's never a crapshoot. Now, this team drafted better. I'm going to bring up Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. I'm going to bring up Tariq Wollin. Like, all of these picks that you Rishi made Rice. on bad players that aren't good, you could have had on players that are now pro bowlers in one year or two years. Like, you have those type of options that if you draft better, and that's why who's making the picks matters the most. Now, what does Sean Payton want? You and I may want things a little differently. What does Sean Payton want? I think that's the most important answer. And by talking to people around the league and, you know, Sean Payton saying, I don't know where these draft rumors are coming from. They're coming from the entire league, Sean. Every executive in this league believes the Broncos are going to make a power move. Every executive and decision maker in this league believes that the Broncos aren't going to sit on their hands and be like, oh, gee, I hope we get Spencer Rattler or Michael Pratt. And really, that's almost all there is after the big three. We can talk about McCarthy. We can talk about Knicks. But, like, there's really not a lot there. And that's why the impatience of Sean Payton, kind of his reputation preceding him, and people in the league believe, like, Sean's not going to sit around. And wait, look, he's blowing out Russell Wilson most likely. Okay, all right, right? so and, fair. And so time, paying that yeah. price. Fair, time out, time out. And I totally hear everything you're saying. So you're saying, look, those first rounders that you're going to be trading, hopefully you're going to be in like the 20s, mm-hmm. right? I mean, do you think that's going to be the case next year, even if you were to go out and get a Drake May? Yeah, I mean, this team, and we saw it this year, look at how this roster had some struggles, and they had to struggle with Russell Wilson not running Sean Payton's offense. <clears throat> Drew Brees said it at the Super Bowl. Drew Brees said so much at the Super Bowl, we could do shows on it for weeks on end. First off saying, I think I already know who Sean Payton likes. I don't know. Well, these numbers are the quarterbacks. Sean, you ain't got to lie to kick it, baby. You ain't got to lie to kick it, Craig. But anyway, like, and then uh, Drew Brees saying, I didn't see Sean Payton's offense last year. That was so uncomfortable for me, Matt. Um, last year in watching Russell Wilson and then going on the airwaves and being like, hey, everybody, I don't see sale concepts. Like, this doesn't look like Sean Payton's offense. And it was uncomfortable because you're trying to explain sale concepts or at least slant routes. Like, come on, there was some, there was a lot missing because Russell Wilson couldn't run the show. So, like, now when you look at what can be coming, that means they can be picking in the 20s. Give me the records of the teams in the 20s, right? That's where the Broncos' record could be next year with a rookie. It could be like the C.J. Stroud thing, right? Houston was a disaster, absolute shambles not that long ago. And the Sean Watson thing and everything like that, you get C.J. Stroud and it sets the world right. You get Drake May. You get Jaden Daniels. I don't think you can get Caleb Williams, but you get one of the big three. You can set things right and be a hell of a lot more competitive right away than people think. All right, so you're talking about what are the records of the teams in the 20s? At least 10 wins. 
You, okay. you think that with Drake May or Jaden Daniels in this division next year, you're getting 10? You can get 10. Yep. All right. Well, I disagree with that, but I hear where you're coming from. If you hold that belief, then yeah, it probably is worth it, Cecil. So if that is your belief, then I can totally understand where you're coming from. And then you just got to draft better. Like, that's the whole thing. You cannot ignore this process. You sure. can't say, hey, Russell Wilson, what do you think of this guy from Samford? Right. Hey, the guy from Samford wasn't ready for the NFL, everybody. Shocker. Yeah, no Nobody. There were zero people in the league talking about him. Well, let me ask you. How do you zero. think How do you think Sean did last year? <sighs> the Riley Moss thing had better work. Okay? You guys bring up Jaquan McMillan. I'm going to bring up Riley Moss. Yeah. Riley Moss had better be a Pro Bowl caliber player within the next few years, or else that's a big miss. How about Drew Sanders? Um, Sanders has got to know what he's doing. Like, I was disappointed, and Drew's really smart. He's a coach's kid, mm -hmm. right? And he's really smart, and I I had him as the number one ILB. He looked lost out there as an ILB. Yeah. He looks good rushing the passer. We know he can do that. So is he like a Baron Browning, where Browning, who I graded as an edge, not as an ILB, it's the opposite for Sanders. Sanders, I graded as an ILB. It's like, okay, he's got to get up to speed because Josie Jewell's going to be gone. It is going to be Drew Sanders there. Jail Skinner, we've got to see more from, um, you know, because we didn't see anything from him last year. And I, I still believe there's guys like a Thomas and Coombe undrafted uh, that didn't get on the field that has uh, some special ability for the Broncos. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of wait and see on the Jail Skinners, the Riley Mosses, the Drew Sanders. And Marvin Mims has got to learn how to run routes. Uh, as somebody on Twitter asked me, like, why is his route tree only two routes? Because he can only run two routes right now. He's got to get better at running routes. I asked Joe Lombardi at, it, uh, at the end of the season about that. It's something that will be watching his career with great interest to see if he can become a more well-rounded wide receiver. Because right now he runs, he runs uh, go and he runs stops, basically. Um, I, I guess my point is, is that... I don't think that they hit it out of the park last year. And I've got high hopes that they'll draft better this year now that Sean yeah. is more accustomed, more comfortable, knows what he needs, knows what he wants. I, I look at it, though, and I think, well, I know you say go get your guy at any cost. Where is the limit of what you're willing to surrender to move up? Because you're not moving up to get the best quarterback off the board. You're moving up to get the second or the third quarterback on the board. So what are you willing to sacrifice? Is it just anything, doesn't matter, go get one of them? Uh, well, I think we have clues as to what that's going to be. And we, and we have clues, honestly, even yeah. though it's kind of a slower part before the combine here. We've got clues from what the Broncos have been doing to say like, oh, <laughs> they're not going to stay put. They're not going to sit still. They're not going to sit on their hands. That's a recipe for disaster. So, yeah, there's a line, and we can discuss that because um, I think it's an interesting line and a line that, honestly, I don't know uh, where it ends. Let's just say that. Okay. All right. Well, I just I bring it up because while, while I hear your optimism, I find it tough to believe that a rookie's going to get them 10 wins. It would certainly go against the grain. I mean, we'd probably be talking about. How many holes did Houston have? Uh, I, I don't want to turn this into Houston radio. Yeah, no, no, no. I hear you. you I know, hear you. I'm, I'm thinking. Zero line this morning, but like they've got plenty. They've got plenty, but they also had the CJ second Stroud pick did. in the draft. Right. Look at what C.J. Stroud did. But right? they didn't sacrifice anything to get there, and in the process, they also picked up Will Anderson in the top ten. So sorry that they have to sacrifice stuff. This is the well. The I'm just bed. talking about return. Hold on. I'm just literally. I'm not saying I, I necessarily disagree with you. I'm just talking about return on investment, like the amount of capital invested to go get a player who many thought was actually the best quarterback on the board, right? I mean, I know there was dissenting opinions there, 
But I think it's it's tough to use that because if the Broncos were in the if the Broncos had the second overall pick, it would be a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like no question, no brainer. Yeah, right. Right. But we're also talking about yeah, okay, Houston had holes, but they also had plenty of other draft picks to address it, and they've been drafting drafting near the top of the draft for the last I don't know however many years, and have actually gotten some nice pieces. Right. So I, I think it's interesting and an interesting idea to play with. I just. I think we're too early on in the process at all to consider it one way or another. I just tend to go with, look, if you can move back and you can get multiple starters, I mean, I, I would think coming from you, a draft guy, that would have to intrigue you as well. No? Mm, mm, mm. Not at all. Like, honestly, honestly, not at uh, all. I, I mean, of course, I'm Mr. Draft. Um, I know. That's I why I'm wondering. bore people to tears with this offensive tackle class, right? There's six. I have six first-round graded offensive tackles. Let's just say it's you move back. Let's just say you move back to 15, Cease, and you pick up. Uh, what, what are you drafting at 15? If you do, well, Brock Bowers ain't going to be there. So, like, uh, and there's some talk even that Bowers will be a top five pick. He should be. I think he's the third best player overall in this draft, regardless of position. But if you're sitting there at 15, you've got a couple of different options uh, on. The, if we go offensive tackle, if that's the position yeah, we're I'm talking just, about, it there. doesn't need. I don't, I'm not going to hold you to it. My point is, is you could pick up two starters. Right, and then presumably you'd be in the top of the draft again next year, and again you'd probably have a better chance at a quarterback. No, mm, mm. okay, they're All too right, well that's coached fair. to be that's near fair. the top of the draft. Like everyone's talking, oh, just wait for Shadur next year. You're not going to be number one overall next well, no, year. Quite, yeah, no, that, I, well that coached, I agree with. And you do have too much talent, even if you have to get rid of some of that talent to move up. But like you're too good to be. You're going to be. Like Buffalo was years ago. Remember when Buffalo was drafting Sammy Watkins and sure. CJ Spiller, and they're always 10, 11, 12? That's where they're going to be. If you keep kicking this can down the road, it's time to stop. Stop kicking this can. Mm. Fight the bullet. Pay the price. Move up in this draft. Get your real quarterback. Okay. All right. That's C. Salami. I am Matt Smith in for the guys for the final hour. On the other side, what's trending? Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Matt Smith in for Mike Evans. Cecil Lammy joining me for the final hour here. Schlereth is off to Arizona to go watch his son coach some baseball. Nice. First up in what's trending, Cease, tonight is the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. And if you go up and down the rosters, the, the, the word celebrity is being used a little too fast and loose for my yeah. taste. Okay. okay? Right, I mean, right. I, I could name maybe like four or five people on both of these <laughs> rosters combined. Now, each of the teams are being coached. I think one of them is being coached by Shannon Sharp and 50 Cent. And then the other one is being coached by Stephen A. But Stephen A., uh, he might be questionable for tonight's game. Here's, uh, here's what happened. This was not confirmed by Adrian Wojnarowski, Adam Schefter, but this is this is what I was told by Stephen A. If he wants to change the story when he gets here, that's fine. But this is what I understand. Stephen A. Smith is one of the coaches in the Celebrity All-Star Game tonight alongside our guy Shannon Sharp. It's going to be Epic TV, right? Absolutely. Sponsored by Ruffles. So yesterday, S.A. had to get out there, get out to Naptown early, and they had a practice. So he started messing around with Micah Parsons, of all people, one of the guys on his team, obviously a Dallas Cowboy. Micah crossed him over, and all I know is Stephen A's at the hospital right now getting x-rays. So I'll let him tell you the rest of the details <laughs> oh my when goodness. he gets here. Now, Monica, we're going to have some fun with this. Cecil, as somebody who has claimed for years on air that he could at one point dunk, would you? do you relate to Stephen A? 
at all here? Uh, uh, <laughs> um, never been put in the hospital. I mean, I broke my nose on a basketball court uh, following a guy on a fast break, and then he stopped to a pop-up jumper, and his but, head rammed right into my face. But so. let's be real. We go out there right now to the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you telling me you're not ending up in the ER? No. Okay. No. Okay. No. You know, I, I our best basketball player on the station, Zach Vi. Well, so like ZB, I I could take on ZB. I'd probably score a little bit. <laughs> Wouldn't be like Tyler and get blanked, but like you know, like uh, okay. But ZB would win, right? Uh, Birdman, so he'd win. We out all there. get older. Father time's undefeated. It's okay. Right, right. If I gave you ten chances. You're probably popping the Achilles on number nine. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, just is. It just okay. is what it is. All right. If, if you think so, then sure. But I'm <laughs> got a little of that country tough. Right? All right. Good. So uh, nobody's I, more I manly than Cecil. We've already established that this hour. Yeah. Don't talk about my. Hair. Don't talk about my manliness. <laughs> Last night, the Avalanche in action, they got popped by the Tampa Bay Lightning, 6-3. Uh. to three. I've never heard Jared Bednar call his team soft before, but that's what happened. Whether it's mental, physical, or buy-in, whatever it is, like at times during the game, it's just like we, we make, um, you know, we play soft and we come in our zone. Um more than one guy at a time and, um, you know, swinging off checks and they execute and capitalize and score and then we go do it right again for another 15 minutes and, you know, give up another grade A chance. It's like, seems like uh, some of them were turnovers tonight that were really unforced. When your coach has to resort to calling you out like that, right. especially coming from Bednar, who's not that way normally, what is uh, what's the reaction in the locker room to that? You think? Well, and I, I don't want to give you a pushback, Matt, but I think it was uh, what is it, November. He kind of alluded to soft before, like he's done the Michael Malone thing. Because remember when Michael Malone sure, was of course, like who calling his team soft every other day, <laughs> right? And uh, I think uh, you know on this show we were like, why well, you know, hey, uh, you can call him soft like once in a while, but you're doing it like every other game. Soft. So I believe that Bednar did kind of allude to that. He may not have used the word soft, but this has kind of been a problem. And anytime that it popped on with you or Evans and we talk about it, it's like, okay, how concerned are you? Mm. How concerned are you? How concerned are you? And in, in November, I was like, man, whatever. Don't worry about it. It's almost the end of February. Like, it's time to get a little bit concerned. It's time yeah. to put that softness away. So, well, if you can take a putt to the face, I'm not going to call you soft. Um, but uh, the rest of the team, outside of Nathan McKinnon, like, yeah, you, this is a message there from Bednar. You better listen. Yeah, and as no Cecil excuses, mentioned. No explanations do your job. <laughs> as Michael Malone. As Cecil mentioned, McKinnon last night took a puck that was deflected off a stick to the, the, old, schna, the old schnozola. Oh. Luckily, it didn't hit him square. It deflected off the visor a little bit, but I'm pretty sure he broke his nose. I mean, there was he's bleeding all over the ice. He can barely see. He's holding his face. And then he's back on the bench six minutes later. <laughs> I, I was like, what is going on? Now, that's tough. That is, I mean, it's just a toughness that Cecil, I mean, look, I mean, I, I think you'd even admit that he's more manly than you. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. One thousand percent. I'm taking a puck to the face. You know what I'm doing? I'm taking six months off. I'm never playing hockey again. Filing workman's comp. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Yesterday, the first teaser trailer for EA Sports's new iteration of their college football game came out, Cecil. Mm. And I know you being a big video game guy and a big scouting, I know you're a big college football game guy, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right, but it's right. been 10 years, right? 11. Last year was 2013. 11, 2014. Yeah, well, well, I guess it's not 11, but it's going to be called 25. So technically, but here's the point. The EA Sports College Football account followed seven people yesterday. It was the first day their social media page has really been active. One of those guys, the only current coach or current player that they followed was Deion Sanders. Mm. Does Coach Prime get the cover? You're coming back after that sort of hiatus. You want all, you're going to have everything. Every gamer is going to be buying this game, mm-hmm. right? Been waiting so long, been modding things since 14. Right. Um, and like, okay, yeah, Dion on the cover, that would make a lot of sense. That would that would move the needle and that would put it even more over the top. So, yeah, I could see that happening. Hey, while we're on the topic, what did you uh, what did you pick up down at Mobile and down at the Shrine Game about Shador? What what are scouts thinking? Oh, uh, number one pick, like like he is him. He is so advanced as a passer. His pass placement is there, but people would generally have the same opinions that I have about Shador. He's got to be faster with it. Like he's a see it throw it guy right now. Uh, but scouts and evaluators that I talk to say, you know, he needs to speed up that internal clock when it comes to releasing that ball before receivers made his break. And and a lot of times in college football, maybe you're not afforded that opportunity because guys are usually wide open. It was my C.J. Stroud argument. Like, okay, C.J. Stroud can make really tough throws. You didn't really see it much because Ohio State guys are wide open all the time. Well, with Shadur, it's like, okay, we know the pass placement is elite. I mean, absolutely put it on opposite shoulders. It's that sort of elite. Uh, arm strength, athleticism, all that's there, but it's the clock. Get faster with it. Throw with better anticipation. If you get that opportunity, that's what scouts want to see this year. Quick one out the door here. Just want to give a quick shout out to Taylor Swift. She donated a hundred grand to the GoFundMe page for the family of Lisa Lopez Galvin, who was tragically shot and killed during the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Uh, the goal was originally seventy-five grand, and Taylor donated a hundred herself. So, you know, there's some amidst a terrible, terrible tragedy, Cecil. There's, I guess, some good that comes of it. So, you know, right. our thoughts and our prayers are with everybody in Kansas City right now. Just a terrible, terrible day. So. Yeah, for sure. And 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 good job, uh, and everybody that's been able to help out and donate in any way that you can. And that's how communities have to come together. You know, unfortunately, we've had to deal with that in Colorado way too many times. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Matt Smith and Cecil Lammy wrapping things up. Ah. Ah. Never enough time with you, brother. Never, never enough time. Never enough time, Cease. Never enough time. I know, man. It's a shame. It's just a real shame. Uh, here's I, I want to give you a couple of couple of chances to react to some of these these texts that are directed your way. Uh, Cecil, what do you think about bringing in John Machota from School of Mines into the camp undrafted to compete? Matoka, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm all for that. Wrong um, spelling here. Yeah, you know, I, I'm all for just seeing what's out there. And and you know, if you brought in three quarterbacks this year, I would not object to that whatsoever because you need an upgrade. Ben DiNucci's a nice story. Uh, that's it. You know, I'm not here for the story, baby. I'm here for the wins. So you know, Jared Stidham is not good, um, and that's a big Sean Payton mistake. 
His his cap number seven million this year, right? You're paying him seven million, right? He might not even be on the team. Like, uh, you know, your your quarterback mistakes go beyond Russell Wilson. So, if you were to bring in Sam Darnold, move up to Drake May, and then get Matoka there undrafted, like, yeah, I'm I'm all for that. I'm all for adding quarterbacks as much as possible. And it's one of the reasons why I think if Harbaugh had a chance, he'd take JJ McCarthy. Doesn't matter that he has Justin Herbert. More quarterbacks that you have, the more chances, the more darts you get at that position, the better. NFL.com ranked Russell Wilson 21st out of 32 based upon his performance last year, Cease. And to the people that are wondering if, you know, Russ is a bridge, can we renegotiate with Russ? Look, guys, I mean, at the end of the day, you're paying top 10 money to a guy who's playing like a bottom 10, 11, 12 quarterback in the league. That's why it's not working out here. Cecil, percentage-wise, what yeah. ch- what chances would you give it? Would you give a Russ reunion? Uh, Kevin Garnett, anything is possible, but what's probable? It's not probable. I don't think they like each other. Okay, and that's just a guess. It's not inside information. I I just don't think that they can get along. And uh, you're not doing them any favors. This is what really grinds my gears is that people will say, well, what if Russ looks out there and, you know, Pittsburgh gets Justin Fields and Atlanta gets a rookie and, like, there's there's no landing spot for Russ. So now he's more uh, open to renegotiating. Uh, sorry. <laughs> like, I, this isn't about favors. Why are we doing Russell Wilson favors, right? Like, hey, sorry, Russ, there's no landing spot for you, and now you'll renegotiate your money? That's not going to happen. Mark Rogers isn't going to let that happen. So while it's interesting, and I understand some fans out there, and give Russ a chance, like, it's not a good fit. Um, It's not a personality conflict. I don't think it was necessarily personal. It's just Sean Payton wants to run his offense. He cannot run his offense with Russell Wilson as his quarterback, and that's why they'll move on. So the percentage chance is 1%. Half a percent, mm, and that high, uh, huh? I, I, yeah, exactly. Like I, I just don't see it happening. Could totally be wrong, but this idea of like you're gonna do Russell a favor because he doesn't have any, he doesn't have any landing spots, right? Why would you? Hey, that guy that nobody wants. Let's keep him, everybody. And financially, this is where we need to kind of get that out of everybody's head. Financially, it doesn't matter. The eating the eighty-four million, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, you're in cap hell. Yeah, I get all that. It's Walmart. You have the Walton Penner Group. $84 million of them is like 50 bucks to you and me. But it's not like you're just going to pay that money and it goes away. It's dead cap. Right, right. Yeah, you'll, and they might eat it all in one year. You think they will, really? Maybe. It's, uh, I believe it's being considered. Man, it just feels to me, if that's, if that, I, I, I just took that off the table because just, Sean, with Sean, I figured they'd want to try and remain as competitive as possible. But to me, the quickest way out of this is just to take your medicine, is it not? Well, remember, uh, Sean Payton, he has a bit of an ego. No. So, you know, no, 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 exactly. No, 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 no. I'm you shocked. got that one wrong. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's, okay, how do you get out of it? Let Wait, Sean do Sean's thing, right? Let Sean run his offense. And, and the nice thing, whether you like Sean Payton or not, the nice thing is, the Walton Penner Group is giving him full power. We have no, there's no issues. This isn't a Dave Tepper situation. Dave Tepper is so embarrassing to other uh, executives in the league and owners in this league. 
Um, you know, he might be the butt of jokes behind the scenes. Let's just say that. But like what Caroline is doing and having their owner just have his finger, like he wants to be Jerry Jones. And I, I don't know anybody that would want to be Jerry Jones with the way the Cowboys have been. But like Dave Tepper is totally screwing up Carolina. The nice thing about Walton Pender Group is they're saying, Sean, what do you need? And the clues, here's the clue. It's Pete Carmichael. One, Jim Leonard might be their next defense coordinator. Vance Joseph incredibly on the hot seat with uh, Jim Leonard. I think that's a great hire. But Pete Carmichael, they had no reason to hire Pete Carmichael whatsoever. But they're doing it, in my opinion, because they're going to get a rookie quarterback and they're going to say, Pete, mm. this is your guy. You're his personal chef. You're in his back pocket. You're teaching him everything we know. Like, that's another resource. And that's the great thing about Walton Penner Group is, like, whatever resource you need. What do you need? Need a new facility? Okay, done. You need a different turf of the field? Done. Need to get rid of Russell Wilson? Pay a bunch of money? Yeah, okay, done. Uh, you need to add a coach that you didn't really need to add. You did not need to add. You still got Davis Webb. You still got Joe Lombardi. But P. Carmichael, that's a sign. Remember, we're looking for clues. We're peeking through keyholes. The sign the Broncos are going to move up, make a power move for a big-time quarterback is Pete Carmichael. Time to light the lamp, brought to you by Papa Murphy's. Jared Bednar, after last night's 6-3 to loss to Tampa Bay, making that 1-4-1 one, one on the six-game road trip. Avs are now sitting in second place in the Central. They're a point back at Dallas, or two points back at Dallas, and Dallas has three games in hand. They're just one point ahead of Winnipeg, and Winnipeg has four games in hand. The Avs, uh, not only do they need a little bit of help here, but they better figure things out and figure them out quick. Here was what Bedsy had to say about this not being good enough. we got to figure it out. I mean, it's up to us to figure it out, right? So we'll have to figure out our game plan and what we want to present to our team and the message, and we'll have some discussions. We've got two days, but it's disappointing because I think, like, I just I can't help but feel I, I know this team, team well, right? We, we've got more to give than that. Whether we're a little on the delusional side or we're frustrated, like there's, there's just, you know, we, we, we have to be better than we were tonight. A little on the delusional side. Wow. Call them soft, delusional. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, you know, I mean, I know you mentioned maybe we heard Bedsy, you know, kind of talking like that yeah, before, but no not problem. like this. No. This was a, this was a, a different level. Do you think he's he's a little bit more concerned than than normal? Well, he also used the word disappointed. Right. I think can't we all look at what the Abs have done and be like, yeah, we're a little disappointed. Now playoff hockey's different, but can they flip the switch? It sounds like Bedsy's concerned about them being able to flip the switch yeah. once postseason hockey gets here, which is completely different. It's almost a different game. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. like, okay, they've, they've got it. They've got the wherewithal. Like, okay, but are you going to flip that switch? It's not going to work? You got to check the breaker? Like, uh, I think Betsy's concerned there. Yeah, because you know it's coming. You've been there enough, yeah. especially yeah. with this group. You know what is ahead of are you. Are they waiting to turn it on? Like, you, no. you're not looking strong enough to be able to do that. Yeah, no, he's he's not wrong. I just don't. I have, I have, and look, I mean, you need more commitment from everybody in general. I think their compete factor on the road trip was not even close to where it needed to be. But the fact of the matter is, you're missing your dudes. You don't have your big old Clydesdales on the wing there with Landeskog and Nachushkin back checking and forechecking like animals to help provide the defensive support that you're so you're, you're so desperate for. So while while I get where he's coming from. 
I think the people who are really delusional were the front office. I mean, they went out and tried to replace Nazem Kadri with Ryan Johansson, and oh my God, that move has gone so terrible. Cecil is not an NHL player. In fact, I think it's embarrassing they keep suiting him up every night. I think it's a slap in the face to McKinnon, to Rantanen, to McCarr, to guys who are actually out there working. He's not trying. I mean, you watch his effort. It's pathetic. Take me back to your opinion on that, because it seemed like people just kind of accepted what had to happen with Kadri. And, uh, well, you know, it's a little probably compl- the wrong take. It's a little, well, <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. It's a little complicated because, oh, he's so expensive. Oh, there's so much money. Again, why are we worried about that? Well, because oh, it's a hard cap sport. That's the difference. You know what I mean? Like, and the cap is just not that great. And now with Nathan McKinnon, when they won the cup, McKinnon was making six million. So, you know, having the best contract in sports, it's easy to have some flexibility. Now he's making. 13. He's the second highest played player in the sport. So it makes it more challenging to construct your roster around him. At the time, it was very clear to me. And if I had to go back and make the choice again, I'd probably still pick Val because when Val is healthy, I mean, he's uh, an, an animal. He's an animal. But the problem is, is now for the second year in a row, whoosh, up and disappears, vanishes. You can't rely on him. So look, I, now do you wish you had Nas? You better believe it, oh, right? Yeah. All right, Cease. Well, thanks for joining us, buddy. That's Papa Murphy's home of Take and Bake Tuesdays and $5 Fridays. I appreciate the hour, and hopefully at some point we'll get to do it again. Oh, lots of draft talk coming up. So I can't looking wait. Looking forward to it. I can't wait. Happy Friday, everybody. Have a great weekend. Be safe out there. Stay warm. And Cecil, because it was Valentine's Day and I'm still in the loving mood, love you, pal. Ah, much love to you, brother. Talk to you later. Denver (laughs) Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan.